Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Faith Lead Book Hub on hospitality that includes with authors and church leaders, Jonathan Malm and Bethany Fox. My name is Leanne Pomrenke and I will be your MC. Jonathan Malm is a church consultant and hospitality expert who provides resources to help churches thrive. I hope that he will uh, tell us about some of those different resources, but today we are highlighting a particular book that he co-authored with Jason Young called The Comeback Effect, How Hospitality Can Compel Your Church's Guests to Return. Jonathan, I'll turn it over to you to share with us from your work. Yeah, for sure. I, I grew up as a missionary kid in Guatemala. Um, we basically lived in Guatemala City and we would get short-term teams and help them go to feeding centers to help volunteer there or to build an orphanage or all these different things. So we would consequently, we'd go to churches in small villages where you know, they're playing guitar on a, on a six string guitar that's for some reason only has one string and it's blaring through this, you know, little sound system. So I've seen that side of it. I've come back to work uh, in, in the U.S. and worked with churches of all sorts of sizes. So I love, I love the diversity of expression there is in the church. Um, so I love helping churches be more effective. Um, a couple projects that I run that help churches do that is church stage design ideas, which is like, I mean, it's, it's like search engine, church stage design ideas. If you're doing something on a stage, that's what my site helps you with. If you're not doing something with the stage, you're probably not gonna visit the site. Don't worry about it. Uh, but then another website I run uh, that helps churches is called Sunday Social. And we make social media graphics that churches can post that has like scriptures, um, encouraging thoughts, quotes, interactive questions. There's a lot of different stuff that we provide, but those are the two projects I run. And then alongside those projects, I write books that help churches. Um, the Comeback Effect being one of them, which is what I'll be discussing today. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 I love creativity. I love hospitality. I love leading volunteers. All of that, I've gotten a chance to, to, to do all of that in the church space. So I love that. Um, and I'll start kind of my talk today. Uh, I was on staff at a church and I was at the mall one day and I ran into someone that I hadn't seen at church in maybe five years. The church had changed drastically. Um, when I first got there, it was maybe um, 75 people. It had just gone through a massive church split, which is always horrible. There was a pending lawsuit. Uh, the church was a million dollars in debt because they bought property before the lawsuit. And then everything came crashing down. So it was a mess. So, you know, in those five years, the church got healthy again. and um, started growing and it was really exciting and we constantly had meetings and staff meetings where we were trying to figure out how we could get people to come to our church either they you know they'd heard about the church 20 years ago and we were a different church at this point um, or we just knew there were people in our neighborhood that needed to come hear the hear the news of God right um, so we were constantly trying to figure out how can we get more people to come and I met I ran across this guy in the mall and I hadn't seen him in a while and I just started talking to him like hey how you been how, how's it going he's like yeah man I've been I've been thinking about going back to church I keep driving by though and I see the parking lot's really full 
And I was telling my brother, I was thinking about going. He's like, ah, oh, no, nah, you don't need to go. They don't, they don't need you. They don't, they don't really want you there. They're, it's full, right? Like he thought that our church was so full that we didn't have space for it. And that was the complete opposite of what we were talking about in all of our staff meetings. We desperately wanted people to come into our doors, but there was something that was happening in the parking lot, really, that made him think that he wasn't welcome, that he didn't belong, or that we didn't want him there. And it made me start thinking, I wonder how many times we do things in our churches unintentionally that communicates to people, we don't want you, or you don't belong here, or you're not welcome. It's crazy how many things we do. I, you know, sometimes it's, it's a matter of um, a full parking lot like we had, or sometimes, you know, we use weird signage that, that doesn't make people feel, uh, don't make people feel uh, a belonging, a sense of belonging, or maybe it's just a weird entrance. Like people are afraid, like, I don't even know where I would go to get into the building whenever I park. Um, there's little things like that. And I just started thinking through the things that we did. And I started analyzing our church based on, okay, if someone has no history with our church, are there things we're doing that will make people feel like they don't belong? Because the thing is, I've seen churches that do all the right things, the quote unquote right things. You know, they have the welcome team, they have the cool signage, they have music out in the parking lot, they have, you know, the, the signs, the pop signs that say, you belong here. They, they can do all the things right. And still there's this disconnect where people feel like they don't belong. And what we talk about in the comeback effect is the idea that feeling matters just as much as function. So sometimes you can, you can, all the right functions can be there, but if you're not feeling that connection, that welcome, that belonging, that hospitality, then you're missing something. And the crazy thing is people walk into our churches feeling something already. Maybe they were driving and they were stuck in traffic and they got very frustrated and they're walking into our church frustrated, or maybe they got into an argument with their spouse in the car, or maybe their, their kids were yelling or they couldn't find their shoes in the morning. Those are the things that happened on the way to church. But what about things from their past? Maybe they've had bad experiences at churches before. Maybe they've been hurt in the past. Um, maybe they've been a victim of spiritual abuse or physical abuse within the church, a sexual abuse. And people are bringing all of those things with them to church. And if we're not aware of those, we can do things that, that remind people of that thing that kind of rejects them, that thing that pushes them aside. You know, we've all been to, we've all been to environments, maybe, you know, a restaurant where you feel like you walk in, you're like, I don't, I don't know that I belong here. Like, I especially feel this, this way at, at coffee shops sometimes. Whenever I first started getting into coffee, you know, like for some people at Starbucks, you walk into Starbucks, and you're like, I want a medium coffee. Like, you want a grande? I'm like, no, I want a medium coffee. But, but for them, grande is the term, right? So that can make you feel like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not cool enough to be at Starbucks. Or if you, you go into the really hipster coffee shops, they're like, you know, do you want a Chemex or an Aeropress of, of, our, latest, of our latest bean? You're like, oh, wait, what? Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't compute. Um, it can make you feel like you don't belong. There, there's this story in, in the Bible um, where there's two sisters. Jesus is over at their house. And one sister is just sitting, talking with Jesus. The other sister is doing everything, doing all the functions, doing all the tasks. And the sister that's doing all the tasks complains to Jesus, says, why won't you get my sister to help me? And Jesus points out that she's doing, the one that was just sitting with them, being with them, was doing the most important task. 
So there's that element of we can do all the right things and just miss being with our guests. We can miss just being hospitable, miss making them feel welcome, feel like they belong. Yes, the tasks matter. You know, if, if the place is completely dirty, um, no one's going to feel like they belong. But if you're so busy cleaning while people are coming into your church, then they're going to feel like, well, should I be here right now? Is this like, is this where I should be? Or did I get here too early? Do I belong here? And it can make people feel very uncomfortable. So one of the things we talk about in the comeback effect is the idea of figuring out what people are feeling when they're coming into your church and when they first walk in. You know, are there 10 greeters in the lobby that make people feel a little bit overwhelmed when they come in? Um, is just the natural flow of your building where everyone gathers in the lobby. And it's just, I, I know at my church, like you walk in, especially Easter like this, you walk in and it feels like a, it feels like a club. Like, like you don't have room. You kind of like have to worm your way through, which is great as, as a regular, that's fine for me. I know all those people, I high five them. This is fantastic. But for a guest, that's terribly intimidating. So what are people feeling as they walk into your church, as they sit in your church, as they maybe take their kids to a children's program or go to the restroom? What are those things people are feeling? And then figure out ways that you can replace those negative feelings with positive feelings. And this can sound very manipulative. That's not our motivation in doing this. We're not trying to be like, ooh, how can we make people feel so good in our service, right? Like we're not trying to manipulate emotion. That's not, that's not what we're doing, but acknowledging that people are re really feeling something and realizing that, you know, hey, we have an opportunity through hospitality to help them feel something more positive in this. Um, so think about how am I gonna replace negative feelings with, with positive feelings? And the way we do this is we just think through, this is one of the chapters in the book, we just think through our church service scene by scene. Um, I like to imagine that uh, people's first time to a church is kind of like the, the Lord of the Rings adventure, right? Like you, you, uh, you're traveling through the Shire and then you get to this like beautiful place, maybe Rivendell, the Elfish territory is where the bathrooms are. But like there, there, there's this whole process we go through from, you know, parking, driving to the parking lot, parking lot to the lobby uh, or foyer or whatever you want to call it in your church context, uh, foyer to the worship center, sanctuary, auditorium, whatever you want to call it in your context, maybe to the restrooms after that, to the kids programs, to a prayer room or to standing up during the worship service. All of these are scenes in a story. And in those scenes, you have things that help you that make it easier for you to get through there's always you know you're, you're the protagonist there's always someone who helps you there's always someone who kind of gets in your way and there's always an enemy right we don't want to be people's enemies whenever they're on their journey to our church we also don't want to be the the one who frustrates them we want to be the ally the person who comes alongside them so think through the story of your guests experience and not just first-time guests your regular attenders too think about people with special needs think about people with um, younger people, older people, people with kids, um, think through those things and say, okay, now what are some potential obstacles they'll experience during this scene right here? If you're parking in the parking lot and, you know, if I don't know where to go, I remember when I worked at a church one time, there was this set of doors that we just, we just kept them locked just for security purposes. And I, I'm so ashamed of this. Let me tell you, please don't judge me right now. But I saw someone walking from far away. I was you know, near my office. I saw someone walking from far away to a, to a locked door and I didn't want to deal with it. So I just ducked into my office and hid. 
while the person I heard them like trying to open the door. This is the worst story in the world. Please don't judge me. But uh, one of the worst feelings in the world is going up to a locked door and pulling on it and feeling really dumb when it doesn't open to you. It, it makes you just want to leave. I repented from that. I repented from what I did and decided that was never going to happen. And I talked to our staff and said, hey, let's just let's find a way to keep the place secure and just open those doors. Let's not have locked doors because that's a horrible feeling. So do people know where to enter? Do they, are they going to walk into in the middle of a service and be everyone, all eyes looking at them, right? Like think through those things and look for ways to remove obstacles and help them along the way. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to share today. There's a lot of stuff in the book. I could go for hours talking about stuff, but I think that's a really practical way to start introducing hospitality at your church. Jonathan, I think what you described is like an audit of belonging, of feeling. And I would love for you to think aloud with us about um, who could be doing this kind of audit in a church that doesn't have much of a staff. Um, so, you know, just a context where maybe there's one paid professional church person, um, but then all of the people who are part of the community who could lead by noticing first. You can definitely, from the stage, say, and this is probably one of the best things you can do, and say, hey, we want people to feel like they belong here. If you notice something that might make people feel like they don't belong, tell us. But another way you can do that, because have you noticed, I mean, th there's, this, there's this thing that happens where like, you get nose blind to certain smells in your own home. Like I, I had a friend who had cats and they just like their house just smelled like cats. And, and I told them one time, like, do you realize that it's, it just smells like cats in your house? And they had no idea, right? So there's something to be said for the place that we go every week. We don't notice those things. Um, maybe we don't even go through the front entrance. I know a lot, of, a lot of churches, you have like a back entrance that you enter. So you have no idea what it's like to go through the front entrance. So A, just start going to your church like a guest would go to your church but b invite a friend and say hey i would like some really honest feedback i would like you to potentially even hurt my feelings and just evaluate our service and say you know i mean obviously we're not trying to change the liturgy we're not trying to change you know our approach to ministry but there are things that are not part of like the spiritual practice of church that can be changed right like there are things like the signage or there are things like, the, you know, the lighting level in the room, right? All of these things are, they're just, they're just cosmetic, but they're subtle things that can make a big difference for people's experience. So ask, hey, did it feel too dark? Was the music too loud, too quiet? Um, were people frowning at you when you came in? And that's when you can hopefully, hey, hey guys, we've, we've gotten some feedback that there's a lot of frowns on Sunday morning. We've been a little bit more welcoming, but yeah, invite, invite a friend to be a part of it.